Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Shorthand for submission. Submission. Shane. Can I speak? <laughs> You're slurring, man. Am I slurring? <laughs> Be bad, Imagine this was live. <laughs> ah, we're just going to a quick ad break. The Gossip Case. <laughs> Danny Beard will no longer be appearing on the Gossip Case podcast. <laughs> the Gossip Case. The Gossip Case. Hi, I'm Hokey Cokey champion Danny Beard. And I'm rhino expert Billy Andrew. And this week on the show, we have a letter from a lover who doesn't want to take it up the bummer. Danny's got some history on getting deep and down in the bottom. We've got exclusive merch available at youbettermerch.co.uk. Babes, I've just finished the nicest, like, post-gym food. Bearing in mind, I had two packets of chicken in the car. Two packets of chicken. And then I got home and I had chicken and rice. Woo! It's, you know what? I tried that chicken and you said it was chicken chat. Chicken chat, darling. It was spicy. I had to have a bloody Ribena with ice after. My bum hole is, honestly, it's crying Which every one? mouthful of take. The one that... Right, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> every mouthful of take, it's like, not another mouthful. Listen, we're off the back of last week. What did you think of the live? Well, do you know what? I had the best time. I was dead nervous in like the run up to it. But um, because we had, I think we had, thanks to the VIPs, by the way, so I think that initial chat with them and chatting to them relaxed me and eased me into it. Eased us in. It lubed me up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And they were all on the first two rows. So, like, I couldn't see anybody from the third row on. Because, because of the lights. Because of the lights. Welcome all to of the showbiz, lights. darling. Dun, 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 dun. All of the lights. Um, yeah, so it eased me in and I really enjoyed it. I loved how chaotic it was last week, the show. I loved how pissed we were by the end of it. We tried yeah. to bash out a listener's letter. It was tangent upon tangent. People like that, though. And do you know what? I have to admit, when I listen back to podcasts and they do a live <laughs> show, I don't actually listen to their live shows because I always think... I, I wasn't know. there. I wasn't there and I was a bit jealous. So if you weren't there and you didn't listen last week, I would highly recommend listening because it's dead funny. I <laughs> thought it was really, I was actually, yeah. I, I'll be honest, I don't listen back to our shows much anymore because I'm like, cut that, cut that. Oh, what do I sound like? I get dead in me, not in me head, but like, it would be a completely different show if I was the editor. Yeah. Anyway. It'd just be hi bye. Yeah. Hi <laughs> <laughs> bye. Yeah. Um, um, what was I saying? Live show. You listened to it. I howled. 
outdated. I howled in the car and yeah. I just loved the audience's reactions and how people were getting into it. So honestly, I know we've said thank you so much, but from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much to everyone that supported last mm-hmm. week. And you know what? I even loved there was that many diehard listeners in the room. Yeah. We know who was speaking at the back of the room. We do know we who were was like, speaking at the back were of the speaking, room. They were speaking. They were, we got, we, you, you were snitched on. Yes. And you're not coming next time, you no. bastards. And you got free tickets, you bastards. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not, definitely not coming next time. Uh, yeah, we did have to tell people to shut up at the back of the room, unfortunately. Um, but the hardcore listeners loved it and they did. I love how into it you were. And I think we hit some great topics and people who were there in the moment will know now how mm. much we genuinely have to cut out of this show to make it yeah. to make it airable. Because we had a two hour show, um, live show. And as you know, you only got 40 minutes, 45 minutes. Yeah. So we cut a lot out. And you girl. missed you missed us coming out tonight. So what am I saying? <laughs> I mean, we can't play more than that because we, we'll get kicked off. Yeah, but we, we we came out to Miss Fatty, it's called. Yeah, Miss Fatty, Fatty, you want murder. Yeah, I've just murdered it. the song. <laughs> <laughs> that was very white as well, wasn't it? Murder. It was. The way you twist and you turn her. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> there we go. Um, how did you find Cruise 101 after? Because you performed there. Yeah, so obviously we spoke briefly on it last week, and I think crews have been great with the whole um, with the whole issue. We'll just call yeah. it the issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they've been really great, really understanding, listening. I loved it. I felt like I didn't do enough. I always feel like this in club appearances. They just want two songs. I did three. Yeah. They just want two songs, on off, little break, play a game. It's, it's a club night. They don't want you doing loads. No. Management seemed really happy with it. Yeah, I think so too. I think it was a great show. I think it sounded great. I think mm-hmm. I picked the right tracks. But bloody hell, I feel like I didn't do enough. But the, it's home turf, Manchester. Yeah. So it's just nice to see that many people, loads of people coming up to you. And just doing your thing for a home crowd is always just that little bit nicer, I think, to you. Yeah, I agree. But also, um, I think the crowd I think the crowd were up for a really good night and they didn't want a long show. Do you know no. what I mean? And there was a lot of people that were, were from the live show. So it was like... Oh, I loved it. Shout out to... Um, Adam and his friends, I love them. They, Gorge, aren't they? They were fab, yeah. Love yeah, them. Gorge. <laughs> and I just think it's just, it was such a good night all round. Yeah, agreed. Um, Morgan did drag this weekend as well. Do you know what he said? Like he said he absolutely loved it, but people invade your personal space. I I, I, I turned around at like three points and he was like giving me the stare, being like, can you get this person away from me? They were like Klingons. Just like people who'd lost their friends and yeah. gravitated to Morgan mm-hmm. for some reason. I've no idea why. Mm-hmm. It was mainly girls, if mm-hmm. I'm being completely honest. And somebody was like, can I buy you a drink? Can I do this? Can I do that? And there, were, there was a, this drunk girl and she was literally grabbing onto him, stopping herself from falling at one point. And I thought, this doesn't happen when we go out normally. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. People just gravitate. When you're dressed as a freak, you attract the freak. You're like a freak magnet. <laughs> that's what it was like I don't believe it It but you know what I love my job I love that I get to meet so many people Yeah. but even there was a point in cruise it was that busy and it was like sensory overload like we just done the live show it was like sometimes you do just want five minutes and you can't be like that so you've got to give everyone your time and be nice especially Uh when it's your profession I mean if Morgan wants to say piss off she can say piss off absolutely but for me it's my profession and one bad interaction with, with, with a punter yeah. And they're like, that Danny Bean thinks that she's all of this when she was on telly 15 years ago and she thinks she's something special. And, she and you just can't. You've got to be super nice. Exactly. Do you know what? And strangely enough, somebody was like to me the other week, like, can I say this? 
Yeah, say what you want. Somebody strangely to me the other week, it was before the live show and when the whole cruise thing kicked off, they were like, oh, she thinks she's someone does Danny Beard, blah, blah, blah. I can remember five years ago when I was in Bar Pop and she was dead rude to me and I was like, she's not rude, I promise. <laughs> I promise. Was like, that before the live show this week? This was the week before the live show and it was, wow. yeah, Who I know. Was it? Wow. I know, but I don't think that, that, that they knew that we were friends and I was and were, and I was like, actually no, and then they were like and and she tweeted about this club saying that she would never come in here and I was like, actually no, she didn't <laughs> Why would I say that? It's my favourite place to go and I exactly. always say it's my favourite place to go. Anyway, I had to pull the receipts up and then I'm like, by the way, they're my friends, so please stop please stop trying shit. But listen, this is the thing and people will just <laughs> Draw dots that aren't there and say things about you. You've just got to know who you are and be really strong. That's why I feel sorry for all these like young kids that go on Drag Race and then come off and they're like thrust into this gay fame where people will just make stories up and chat shit and chat shit and be convinced that you people they tweeted this. I have not tweeted shit. I know. Yeah. How strange. That's because they don't. They, it's like what's it's, it? Not past the parcel. Chinese whispers. Yeah. People saying. Can you say that? I was going to say, is that is that PC to say Chinese whispers anymore? I don't, I don't know the know. history of it. I don't know either. You should look into that and double double check. However, double what, double version. Whatever. What's that from? Chuckle chuckle version. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, oh my god, this is tangent upon tangent. Come on, Paul Chuckle, dead. One of them's dead. No, Barry's dead. Don't Barry's me. dead. Okay, Paul. What about he's, him? He's dropping house track this week. Is he? I can't wait to hear it. It's called "To Me To You." Is he singing on it? I don't know. <laughs> Are you going to remix it? Honey. <laughs> but as soon as it's dropped, I'm going to play it on this show. Can we, we need to make a note to get this in next week's show. Okay, Fab. I will put it on one of the buttons. Yeah, and we'll Paul Chuckle. <laughs> to in me, the to mix. House track. Yeah, house track. <laughs> How funny. So what are we, we talking about? Personal space in drag. Yeah, we don't no. get none. No, 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 no. And my voice is gone. And, and what it, were you doing? It's straining. I weren't even doing anything. Have you done a Latty Flow? Yes, I've done lateral flows. I'm absolutely fine. Um, but my voice is just straining. I think from talking and laughing. And when I hear back to that live and I had to edit it, I was like shouting because I was drunk. Do you know when drunk's like, hey! I was like that at one point. <laughs> yeah. I, when I listened to it back, I was like, I don't think Billy said anything for the last 15 minutes. I think it's just been pure laughter. Yeah. <laughs> Which, do you know what? It's still infectious and it was really funny. Yeah. And I, I, sorry to harp on, but I just. <laughs> Go as far as say, I just got off on how much the audience loved it because when me and you sat here and we just chat shit, we yeah. don't see the reaction, we don't feel the people laughing. No. And my job is very, and especially back in the day when I was started out performing, it's quite like if the audience didn't laugh at stuff mm -hmm. straight away, I'd be like, shit, this isn't going well. They're not laughing. They don't like me. Yeah. And like I always took my cues from, from how the audience were. Yeah. We don't get that with this. So it's all of a sudden, when you get that from this, we were like cloud nine. It was like we'd just... It's like someone had offered us the biggest bump in the world and we'd just come out <laughs> cubicle number three like, yeah, we're going to do a show. Absolutely. I absolutely loved it. It was amazing. Um, more live shows to come, I think. I think after the success of that, I yeah. think we should look to do... Now, this isn't promising. This is an announcement of an announcement. <laughs> this is just me saying my ideas. Right, Okay. I think we should look to do another one in like May. Yeah, I'm down for that. And and people have been saying, come to London, come to London. We need a London date, definitely. Because people. What if it's not as good as Manchester? Because that were good. I know, but people did travel from Essex. People travelled from down south. People, people travelled from Wales. Birmingham. People came from wow. all over. So, um, yeah, we need to know London. I think a lot of people will come to that as well, hopefully. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> Let's move on with the show. Oh, not me fucking that part of the show. I know, yeah. Do it again. <laughs> Let's move on with the show. The Gossip Gaze. 
Girls, gays and days, you may notice that it is LGBT History Month. It started last week. Obviously, it was the live. We didn't mention it because, well, we were pissed. Yeah, we were drunk. But <laughs> you may have seen recently. I even think maybe we've spoken about this. Did we speak about the guy that took 75 loads on Twitter? I don't remember if we spoke about it. I know we spoke about it personally. Yeah. Between us. I don't know whether we aired it on the air. I don't know if it went to the public. Yes. <laughs> well, hold tight because I'm about to give you guys... Since it's LGBTQ History Month, yeah, uh, a long, deep, and surprisingly versatile history of bottoms, okay? Right. all the way from ancient Greece to modern day. Woo! Now buckle up. There's a lot to talk about. Go on, then hit me with it. So, as I just said um, earlier in this year, an OnlyFans user known by the handle Breeder Come Hole, which is quite funny. Okay, just quite quite a good drag name. <laughs> Breeder Come Hole. Breeder Come Hole. To, to the, the stage, stage please. <laughs> <laughs> did you like the laugh of the audience? I did, yeah. That was the audience. Um, that was cheesy. I was like, that was the audience. That was the audience. <laughs> Am I drunk now? It's because we're about to talk about sex and bottoming. Come on. Um, Trida come home. Yeah. Checked into a Los Angeles hotel next to a no-frills white lamp and an oak side table. And he took 75 loads. That was the wrong button, but yeah. we'll go with the button. We'll go with the button. <laughs> um, basically, it's it's turned out loads of jokes, memes on Twitter. People have not stopped going on about it. But when people think of bottoming and performing, the receptive role in sex, it's not uncommon for them to think of stereotypes of gay men. Mm-hmm. Like me. You think of a bottom, you think of me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and there's this, there's this uh, person from Exeter University. What's his name? Let me look for this guy's name. There is a senior lecturer called Mr. Florencio. Yep. From Exeter University, and they have like published like an article. Okay, cool. Talking about bottomings, the history in bottoming, and like how throughout history it's changing, and how like it's linked to misogyny. Wow. Yeah. Because a lot of people still hold this like misogynistic. I mean, I had a straight guy around yesterday, right? And he was like, only wanted to talk, right? And he was like, oh, I don't think so. I'm straight. Remember, I've got to go back to my bed. Right. And it's still that misogynistic thing of being the passive act is like linked to being feminine and you're still masculine if you're top. Um, but historians and researchers and sexual therapists have all explained how bottoming has long acted as shorthand for submission, shame, and at its core, how the patriarchy views women and those who receive nothing more as passive holes. Whoa. All homophobia is inseparable from the patriarchy because homophobia is a form of misogyny. You hate gay men because they are closer to women as if they betray masculinity by being penetrated. Wow. Makes sense. We're getting deep, darling. Here we are getting deep. Get down, get deeper and down, get down, get deeper and down. Let's go. Historically, gays were the bottoms, Florencio explains, and Top was not gay. They were men, just like all other men, and Florencio feels like this isn't surprising. We haven't had to invent a culture with what was there, and what was there was straight culture. So even in our sexual behaviour and gender presentation, our identities are in response to that binary frame of heterosexual culture being masculine 
and feminine. And that's why we get a lot of bottom shaming. Right, yeah. Ain't no bottom shaming on this show, darling. Absolutely not. And do you know what? Well, how we're just on that little Nas X always gets asked if he's a top or bottom and always says, stop asking me because it's really misogynistic what you're saying. Yeah. We shouldn't be categorising people into tops and bottoms. And he's actually really educated on this matter and calls it out to his fans all the time. I see on Twitter and Instagram and things. And I also feel like, why do we have these such... <laughs> for want of a better phrase, straight labels. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, mm-hmm. I am versatile. I'm a versatile queen, honey. Right, okay, yeah. And just like we were talking in the listener's letter, mm-hmm. my sexual drive goes in all different directions. And you know what? At the bottom, at the bottom, <laughs> at the bottom of the day, right. I'm a bottom at the moment. <laughs> at the bottom of the... Fo- oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Why am I you? I don't know. You can't read at the moment. Me dyslexia has given me havoc today, guys. Have I just want to let you know I'm putting my dyslexia through <laughs> Alan back for this <laughs> section of the show. God. Anyway, let's just touch on fucking Greece for a minute, right? Right. Oh, I love I love a Greek. Everybody knows on this podcast. Ancient oh, ancient Greeks were dirty bastards. We spoke about it before. Right, I thought you were going to say you love Greek food with tzatziki. I do love Greek food as well. I love all food. but Greek... I love all things Greek, me. Man, food, dips, hummus. <laughs> Go on, if it's it. Greek, get it in me. <laughs> in either hole. Any holes are gold. Go on. Ancient Greece didn't describe to gay or straight labels. Are you ready? I'm ready, Go on. So the, in, in ancient Greece, yeah, mm-hmm. they didn't even subscribe to gay and straight, darling. Fab, they, just, they were like, anyone's anybody. Well, weren't it? Bottoming can be considered as two different things. There's bottoming as a physical sexual preference and act, and bottoming as a personal identity. Right. Which is you, That's I think. That's me, I think. I think you identify <laughs> as a bottom. Your pronouns are cum slut. <laughs> Something that can people say is who they are. Right. When looking at the history of bottoming, it's inevitable to start with ancient Greeks, says Dr. Oatley. He's a sociology PhD student at the University of Edinburgh. So basically, it just could be any random person off the street. Could yeah, yeah. But anyway, Oatley's researched in depth at how the ancient Greeks thought of and experienced anal sex. In short, they fucking loved it, right? Right, okay. <laughs> but it was the top who came out on top. Because in their dynamic, ancient Greeks believed that neither heterosexuality or homosexuality existed. They categorised all sex as either passive or or active right okay regardless of who it was with right i'm with you so you could have been in that in that theory an active female okay i'm with you yeah as well yeah you know what i'm saying um the person who were penetrating always won basically they were always more masculine okay i'm with you same-sex relationships were both legally and culturally accepted the ancient greeks had no problems with us hence Wow. Okay. I'd have loved to have lived in that time. I would have loved it. All togas and lying down while you eat and a cock in any hole. <laughs> Get me to ancient Greek. Um, and that was really common in ancient Greek and Roman societies. <clears throat> Moving on, because there's loads more I could talk about on the Greeks, but quite frankly, it's making me hungry. Right, okay, I'm with you. 
As the AIDS crisis loomed, queer men split into tops and to bottoms. Queer men, tired of being tied to effeminacy, embraced hyper-masculine ideals of the 1970s. Think bulging beefcakes and leather daddies with sharpy black moustaches to fight the idea that gay men were like women. Right. This is when we start seeing the Tom of Finland, which I am obsessed with Tom of Finland cartoons yep. mm-hmm. and drawings. But that's where it came from, and it kind of did come from a... Uh, a shame right. in being femme. Right. The AIDS crisis seized the world and provoked an even more bigger stigma than there already was, basically, um, about men receiving as well as bringing the need for the terms top and bottom. Right. To receive was seen as dangerous by those uneasy about the virus ripping through the community and considered safer if you were a top. Many men vowed to never only receive again, kindling the need for absolute descriptors such as top and bottom. It was basically born out of anxiety and the historic humiliation attached to womanhood. That's what basically led to what we'd now call bottom shaming. So you could say basically in the 1970s, men were men and there was a lot of versatility entering the AIDS crisis. In the 1980s, those sexual positions polarised because of the cultural narratives around HIV. This is very quick because we've not got all day on the show. Yeah, and I don't. I know we are a chatty podcast, but I just felt like this was so informative coming into Gay History Month. And I just hate any kind of shame within our community. So, looking to the future, I'm like, what does it mean for gays? Are we are we going to destigmatize this whole bottom shaming? I feel like I feel like it's not going to happen with apps like Grinder who are like, are you a top? Are you a bottom? Are you this? Are you that? And then people, it is a it is a culture thing now within the community to ask, like, are you, are you a top, are you a bottom? And people are happy to play along with that. Some people aren't, like, we see, like, little Nas X who's trying to fight back against it, and I think more people should. However, some people do like to take the role of top or bottom and play with that power struggle within their sexual fantasy. But then I also think that still does come from that from that patriarchy do you know yeah, what i mean definitely. and i think as we move through the generations and we joke on this show about the gen z's right. but the gen z's are now coming into a gay world where they've got things like h um the hiv preventative preventative pill prep yeah i think that's going to change things because that's going to soften the stigma of bottoming because it's now not akin to this hiv scare and this right yeah you know, HIV is no longer a death sentence, as we always say on this show. Untransmittable, undetectable equals untransmittable. Yeah. Um, and I think a new bottoming identity will start to emerge, just like the hyper-masculine power bottom. Oh, right, yeah. Fine. Because we yeah. do see that. There yeah. is big butch men in the eagle in the sling, darling. Yeah, I, oh, I know. I've seen them. <laughs> I know. I've been in them. <laughs> so I just think it's going to change. And I think it was a nice... It, this was a nice way to look at our history... And then look at where we are today because there was over. I want to chat about it because there was so many bottom shaming stuff going around on Twitter about that guy that took all these yeah. these loads. And I'm just thinking, this is just misogyny dressed dressed in a fucking Lana Del Rey t shirt. Do right. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just you don't have to be. I think this whole masculine feminine thing's breaking down, and I think I think it starts with the bottoms, darling. I think the bottoms. Are coming to the top. Brilliant. And that is Danny Beard's LGBTQ History Month, section number one of four. The Gossip Gaze. 
So, Danny Beard, we have finally released our merch. We've got merch, babes. People who are at the live will already know. What have we got, babe? We've got mugs, tote bags, hoodies. T-shirts. T-shirts, mugs. Did I say mugs? That's it. Yeah, that's all we got. Well, I think, I that's think that's quite enough. a lot. That's enough for now. I do want to get phone cases at some point. Really? I'm not into phone cases. Uh, well, if you want a phone case... It needs to look cool. Well, yeah, it will. It's got my face on it. <laughs> exactly. I don't want a phone case with someone's face on. Uh, but yeah, so that is available exclusively at youbettermerch.co.uk. Links are on our link tree on I was the socials. Say, yeah. Hit our link tree up. I'll mm-hmm. put it in my link in bio as well. Yes. And you can get it. You can get our merch. I mean, we're not going to plug it too much because we're not begging you to buy it. But if you don't buy it, you're not a fan. <laughs> But yeah, people have been asking for these mud phrases. I We gave the mud away at the live. With a bag uh, and, a, and a t-shirt. And a t-shirt. Uh, but yeah, it's dead exciting. Mugs are finally there. Go out, get them, take them to your office and let people know that you listen to the Gossip Tears every week. <laughs> So, moving on to Drag Race UK versus the world. Now, we spoke about it on the live. It was episode one. Um, episode two aired this week. You watched Why did it? that remind me of that um, Bailey J Mills TikTok? Episode one, I was in the top two. <laughs> episode two, I was in the top three. Episode two, I was in the bottom. <laughs> I love that video. I think, I think that's what she does, but anyway. Yeah. Um, episode two, have you watched it or not? I'll be honest, I've been a busy, busy bitch. Right. And I've not watched it yet, but I've seen spoilers. Um, I've seen Bagger. <laughs> More right, yeah. And I know who goes, and I'm very excited to see the, the show. Now, I've got to point out that I think Daisy May Cooper was one of the most iconic judges, guest judges that they've ever had, especially in the UK season. Um, she is one of my favourite fucking people. She said she wanted one of their outfits made into a dildo because she thought it would make her squirt. She, said she that, didn't! She said that on the show, yeah. <laughs> Which was absolutely <gasps> brilliant. She's the best um, person. And, and they had a ball for the first time, I think, in UK history. So this is the first time the UK girls have had to do a ball. Season four, give them a ball. <laughs> so, yeah, so this is a ball. So they had to make one of the looks out of all the fabrics and stuff. It weren't shit. Do you know what I mean? It was like they gave them fabrics, made an outfit, and then two other looks uh, they had to bring. Um, while Rue was doing his walk around, yeah. Badler was in that much of a mood. She had a little sleep while Rue was like chatting to the other girls so like they got like Badger just put some glasses on and fell asleep so people were like what is going on with Badger she's in a fucking she was mood. in a mood really bad mood she did Rue pull her up on it no or did she find it funny uh, Rue didn't really mention it it was kind of in the confessionals the other girls were like Badger's sleeping while uh, Rue was chatting to the other girls now that because like Badger already did her walk through with Rue and then while the other girls were doing it instead of cracking on with sewing she was just sleeping and did she get somebody else to make her outfit? She got a lot of help from Pangina. You can say her name this week. Congratulations. I know, yeah. I was calling her Pangia, which is like... That <laughs> was like, are you on the verge of being cancelled? <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, so Pangina helped her. Uh, I, the, can I just say Pangina heels? Mm-hmm. I want to go and see a Pangina show. I definitely want to see a Pangina show. She She's absolutely incredible. Yeah. I reckon she, she could be top four for me. Top three. Whatever. Yeah, whatever the top is. I think she's the top. Um, she wasn't top this week, though. It was Jimbo and uh, Janie. Oh, what's her fucking name? JJ. JJ. Let's call her JJ. Ah, JJ. <laughs> yeah, they were the top two, and I didn't think JJ should have been top. Um, and she actually won the lip sync as well, so she was top. And B. oh my God, there was so much backlash from B. Why? Outfits were shit. The stuff that she brought for the ball... 
basically two little cocktail dresses and that was it. It, it didn't <laughs> hit the brief of what it was. So one of them was like Kitty Girl. I'm obsessed with... I'm obs- Can I just say I'm obsessed with Gigi B? I think she's so lovely. Do you know what? People people on Twitter, people in the fandom are turning against her. She's not, she's not pulling a finger out this season. This is like... This is the risk with going back too much. Exactly. Overexposure. But I don't think she's bringing it either. She's is actually, it a little bit like, oh, I'm, I'm Gigi B, I can do what I want? I, I don't Do know, think- because Michelle Visage's face, when she was walking out, the camera cut to her and like showed the disappointment in Michelle's face on of her looks. Do you think she's underestimated it and thought she could do what Bagger's kind of doing because in previous seasons mm. she's been the Bagger, but you can't get more Bagger than Bagger? So now we got Bagger, we don't need Juju. Potentially. Potentially, yeah. That's my theory. God bless her. And Cheryl Ho left. <laughs> um, Shocker. Yeah, she she wasn't very good. I've seen loads of support for Cheryl online, though. Uh, being like, the wrong person went home. People are saying Juju we should have gone. Um, and but- I know I joked last week being like, she's got nothing better to do than Sally Kelly, really. But she is a genuine sister. And I do wish she'd have done better. But then I also do think, like, you know, she did turn up back in a bang long as an outfit. Yeah. And she did turn up back just, like, in a little spangled bodysuit and, and some feathers and, like... If you get asked to go and elevate yourself again, you've got to push yourself again. I, I, and I, I agree. felt like she came back at the same level a bit. And she was like shitting herself over the sewing challenge. And like when she got asked back, she said she jumped back on a show. Um, on his, she, 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 she jumped back on a sewing <laughs> like machine. A remix, y'all. <laughs> she said that she jumped back on a sewing machine and it came second nature. But what she produced, they had to make a dress that Rue herself would wear. And. I mean, I'm sorry, it was fucking horrible. I've not seen it. Yeah. I'm li- as soon as you go, I'm about to put it on. Yeah, anyway. What was it? Was it boxy and squarey and it didn't go past the knee? <laughs> That's what I'm just guessing she would have done. I've not seen it. I've genuinely not seen it. So if I'm wrong or I'm right. You're right. I knew I would be. <laughs> she tried to make a cat suit and it just didn't go right, she said. Um, <laughs> but that was that. She said she brought a pattern for a cat suit and one of the legs went wrong. So she did what she knew best and just showered it, which is... How she went home. I know. What um, a shame. All right. Well, overall, it's been a good good episode too. Jimbo is also coming out on top. Who's your front runners then for this season that you think, just based off two episodes, will be seen in, in top three? You've already said Pangina. Pangina. Um, Jimbo, because she's top two the past two episodes. Yeah. So top, top. Um, and I also think Blue Hydrangea. Blue Hydrangea, she's not Scottish. Oh, she's not Scottish. She's Irish. Oh, yeah. Blue Hydrangea from the Highlands of Scotland with Lord Ginny. (laughs) All right, cool. Uh, I wouldn't disagree. Yeah. Blue is... Blue also had a lovely moment where... where, um, She was um, talking about her gender and saying she didn't feel male or female, but also she didn't want to label herself. And she's also put pronouns on her Twitter today saying, in drag, I am she, they, and out of drag, I am he, they. Um, that's just what she said on Twitter. I like it. But she said um, on the show, she was she, she just went through this process of not, not, not understanding what her gender was. And after she spoke to Davina, she realised that gender was a spectrum. So it was a really lovely moment, actually. So her, Juju oh, B and Cheryl um, had this lovely conversation about that. So, yeah, I, I, I like Drag Race for showing those moments. Because yeah. that did seem like, even though the even though the producers were probably like, talk about that, the conversations felt so natural and you could see the emotion in blue. So, yeah, it was lovely. And I think... I think I, that's the similar a similar thing to how I felt like 
like when I discovered and realised what non-binary was, I was so like, that's me. But then I'm, I also don't ever want to take away from my trans brothers and sisters, Jenny, yeah. that's not me. And actually, the more time has gone on since I've realised that about myself, like... I'm not bothered what people really address me as if people say he. I still say he. I've called myself he for 29 years. Yeah. Like, so it doesn't offend me or bother me if people do it because then I think, well, I do look like a he right yeah. now. So yeah. that's why you're calling me that. Like, I understand there is respect in people's pronouns and I always try and do it. And I mean, even at the live. Mm-hmm. When we had the VIP, I made I made a boo boo with someone. I said, "Do you get do you girls want to come up for the thing?" And somebody corrected me and was like, "I'm not a girl." Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, apologies." Made a little joke, and then later on was like, "Do you know what? Thank you so much for correcting me." Yeah. Um and not being so bothered by it. I really appreciate that, and that's just I think how we need to be as a queer community is just being able to talk about it, correct people, and also not be too offended. I'm not telling people how to feel, but for me. Call me what you like, girl, because I've been called worse. It also, it, it depends on the intent. If you're intentionally uh-huh. doing it on purpose, uh-huh. um, then I think it's different to making a mistake. People Agreed. make mistakes, uh, but it's the intent behind it. Like, you have those bigots who, like, I am not changing your pronouns, blah, blah, blah. You, like, you have yeah. those people, and then that's And it's, it's usually, wrong. like, weird straight guys that, like, fucking call the car she and give it a name, but would refuse to call a trans person, like, yeah. by the preferred pronouns. Like, yeah. go and fuck your exhaust, you fucking <laughs> freak. <laughs> anyway, we digress. Drag Race, we'll catch up with it next week. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see who wins. Same. I think Bagger's gonna go... All the way, being mediocre, she might be the new queen of mediocre. Gossip gaze. So this section is the listeners like I see you. It's a, oh, so this person actually got in touch during the live show, I noticed. So Were they I, in the room? I think they were in the room and they wanted to send a letter in. Um, oh, right. Great. So we were really entertaining in the live show if they had time <laughs> to sit there and write us a listener's letter. I think it might have been Joe the interval. Um, I haven't asked if they want to remain anonymous, but I'm going to keep it anonymous just because I've not asked. Okay. So this person says, hey, I'm in my late 30s, recently single, day die. After a lifetime of throwing my legs behind my ears and thinking of Madonna. Ooh. I've lately not been interested in bum sex. I'm always on a swing of sight. I'm not sure whether this is something I should just accept or take action and get over. The dating market is already competitive enough and I don't want to jeopardise my swipe right rates. Am I? Oh, that is very hetty. Swipe right rates. That's <laughs> Tinder, isn't it? I think so, yeah. So they said, am I moving under the ace umbrella, grey sexual or demisexual question mark? Oh. Do I need to kick... Um, <clears throat> fuck you now. This is why I don't read them, honey. Don't worry, babe. Do I need a kickstart after a time off during the pandemic to get the juices flowing again? What do you what do you boys reckon? I get a sense you both have quite big sexual appetites oh. and I want to get my target market's perspective. <laughs> Welcome to the horny gaze. <laughs> Uh, we could do a spin-off sex pod purely called the horny gays <laughs> there is actually um a podcast called sex pots sex sex pod it's yeah it's not for me it's it's just um Shit. yeah it's just a bunch of middle-aged women talking about how they get the juices flowing which uh, which if that's what you're into that's what you're into and if you are a middle-aged juices woman flowing yeah i think so yeah I, when i hear juices it makes me think of a cooked chicken Right, yeah. Because you need them juices flowing clear. Yeah, you do. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Stuff me like a chicken. Oh, my God. My juices haven't gone clear for years. 
Ooh, <laughs> neither's your STI report, darling. Um, okay, let's summarise. So we've got someone in, basically, who thinks they might be asexual. No, they're demisexual slash graysexual. Um, basically, they're not into bum sets anymore. Now, um, they're recently single. And do you know what? This exact thing, oh, I hate bringing it up, but this exact thing happened to me. When I got out of a relationship for the first time, I didn't have bum sex for about three years. Hang on, but... Oh, no, I hope you don't mind me saying it. You can just cut it if you do. Go on. But was this not because you were still dealing with the chem sex? Now, we've already spoke about it on the show, so I yeah, don't mind fine. saying it. Uh, because you were only having... You weren't having sober sex at all. I know. Do you not remember? And I used to be like, right, I'm going out. Have a knock-up in mine now. Do you remember? Yeah, remember? Yeah, and I was like, yeah. you better have a knock-up. Yeah. You better have a lad round here in 15 minutes. I want you to have sober sex. Do you not remember? <laughs> yeah, I do remember. But even when I was having a lot of chem sex, I wasn't actually having bum sex. At the parties? At the parties. No, for about three years. I I did move on and you get did. over that. I didn't. Not, not for a while. I'd say I didn't have bum sex for about three years afterwards. I was having a lot of chem sex and sexual things happening. But... Yeah, I didn't actually have anal penetrative sex for about three years. You do get over it. Right, <laughs> I'll okay. be completely honest, you do get over it. And um It's happened to you basically. Yeah, it has Sorry, happened. Sorry, I to took me. it on a spin about talking about the chem sex thing. No, it's alright. And the exact <laughs> same thing happened to me and I don't know why it happened. I just think it just did. I don't know. I can't pinpoint the exact reason. I think as well. What people do forget is like sexuality and your sexual appetite. Now, I'm speaking from experience. It's peaks and troughs. Absolutely. It all depends who you're with, who you're dealing with, the porn you're watching, when you're getting off, where you're getting off, who you're getting off with, mm-hmm. what gets you off, when it gets you off, when you've got time to get off. It's literally <laughs> all of those variables. Do you know what yeah, I mean? And people definitely. just forget that. Yeah. Like, you might meet someone who, you know, you end up kind of doing it with and it reignites it, or you might not. I think mm-hmm. the biggest thing to remember is, however you're feeling, that's okay, because yeah. that's how you're feeling right now. You don't need to put any kind of labels on yourself, unnecessary labels on yourself. Mm-hmm. I think go with the flow, and if you're not fancying it and feeling that right now, if the, if you know if something up your back passage is not feeling your fantasy right now, that's okay. Yeah, I also think as well, it's it could be like if you had really nice sex with your previous partner and you've not been having good sex, it, it may like, you may just be like, oh, I don't want to do it because it's not good enough or whatever. Do you know or what I mean? Or it doesn't compare or it, whatever, yeah, whatever. It doesn't compare, but as you process this single life in quotations and like deviate down this path, you will eventually find sex again. It, it, it did happen to me. And I've just thought of something. Go on. It's that equating the sex to the emotion of it as well. Yeah, definitely. And the love of that person. Mm-hmm. And you probably feel a little bit like it's loveless. Yeah. Like there's a lot of people like my Joe likes to be, likes to bottom with me because it's, he feels like it's passionate, but he isn't really that into it in hookups. I don't think as much. Right. He but, likes emotional connection with yeah, people. Yeah. And also I think... I hope I'm not, not speaking out of turn, but I know a lot of the time when you hook up, people aren't careful with you. Yeah. People don't take it nice and slow and want no, foreplay quite a lot of the time. It's wham, bam, thank you, man. That's it, yeah. Which I'm, for me, I'm not going to lie, I'm fine, mate. I'll, <laughs> I'll stretch in car. <laughs> I'll limber up in the shower, darling. <laughs> right, okay. I know what's coming. Right, I'm with you. But and so- it's me. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, but, but people don't consider your feelings. No, when, see, no shade. People shove the fucking thing in. Yeah, they do. And um, that's why. Maybe you're not into it. I don't know. Or maybe you're just not feeling it at the moment. But also that is okay. I have peaks and troughs. I have... Sometimes I'm like... Especially in the summer... I want you it every day. You get horny in the summer. I, I, I've noticed that. I want it every day. Every day. Wow. Every day the sun's out, I'm like bums out. <laughs> wow. As but winter, as, not as soon much. as it goes winter, my asshole goes into hibernation. Right. Maybe your bum's <laughs> got that sad disease. <laughs> maybe it only blooms in summer. I think it does. Now, now it's coming spring. I think it's going to start to bloom again. But it <laughs> I think it's very animalistic, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Springtime comes and we're like, we've got like little lipsticks hanging out like dogs. <laughs> But listen, I think the be all and end all is don't put too much pressure on yourself sexually. No. I think as humans, we want to label ourselves. It makes us feel like we understand ourselves better. Mm-hmm. I think you can understand yourself without labeling it and just being very in tune with your body and like just knowing that however you're feeling, it's okay right now. Even And this goes out to anyone listening because, you know, I know people that are asexual don't like any sexual contact at all. Yeah. But they still want to be romantically involved with people. Yeah. And also just because... and. And like you said, you have been sexual in the past. You've thrown your legs behind your head and thought of Madonna. Now that that I'm I'm sure that will come back absolutely. But also, if it doesn't, you can explore other ways. But like I said, don't put too much pressure on yourself. I I waited three three years before I had bum sex again, and now I'm having it regularly with my boyfriend. Do you know what wow. I mean? And, so, and <laughs> anyone else that'll throw a sausage up your alley? Now I'm happy to bottom for anybody. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> No tea, no shade. That's the thing. That's what's going on right now, and it's all dreamy. Uh, I hope we, I don't know if we've scratched the surface enough with this one. I hope we have. I think this one. I just think we need to just reassure this. That's person. what I want. Yeah, I think that's what they wanted to hear: reassurance and that they're not alone. But I can let you know that I've been in this exact same position before, and I thought, oh my god, I'm probably never going to love both sides today. It was so and now, now I don't even think about it. Like I, I genuinely forgot that this happened to me until this letter came in, and I was like, oh my god, that happened to me. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's something that you're probably just going through right now, and then this time in a couple of years, you'll, you'll. You will forget. Yeah. And to be mm. honest, I'm thinking I I didn't, when I first got with Joe, I know I said it kind of on the show last week, I didn't, I was a top, strict top. I didn't, I didn't bottom for a good 18 months. Wow. It was too painful. I didn't like it. I didn't enjoy it. I, didn't, I wasn't in tune with my body and right. knew what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And until I'd explored that safely with Joe, right. I wasn't ready for, for anyone else. And Absolutely. now, oh my God, just a whiff of poppers. She's open for business. <laughs> the Gossip Gaze. So we've come into the end of the show and just while we've been recording, um, one of our gorgeous listeners, Levi, got in touch. Yeah. Just to make us all aware, I actually did know this, but they have said, hey, Di- <clears throat> hey Days. Hey, Days. Hey, Go on. Hey, Days. Basically, um... Men who have sex with men can have a HPV vaccine, which is normally used to prevent cervical cancer, but they found that the same the same vaccine present, uh, pre- prevents anal cancer and throat cancer in men who have sex with men because it's a higher percentage. So, those out there, if next time you're at your sexual health clinic, if you are a if you are a male and have sex with men, um get your hpv vaccine because it can protect you from certain cancers i think i've had that i've th- i'm is eight- it the wart one as well i don't know but i've I'm had the wart one 
<laughs> I'm I'm literally 80% sure that I, I... Do you know what? I've been at that sexual health clinic more times than I've had hot dinners. And I've just had every vaccine they've ever offered me. So I'm pretty sure I will have had it. Um, but chicken I'm, flu, chicken pox, <laughs> chicken stew. Yeah. I'm going to double check anyway. But yeah, thanks for that. And Levi is the bomb. She's also a fierce bio queen from down south. And what, she, she works at... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she also works uh, for a sexual health clinic. Yeah, so uh, thanks for the input there. Um, do you know what? I am a busy, 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 busy bitch this weekend. <laughs> I am like busy, busy boy, busy, busy boy, busy, 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 busy boy. I actually am. Ooh. Oh, wrong, not wrong. crickets. Um, Where are you busy? Down Clap Clinic. <laughs> Uh, I've got like two brunches. I'm not bragging, but I've got seven digits this weekend. I'm absolutely like shitting it because I don't know. It's just going to be dead busy. Red Bull and a bag of Coke. You'll be fine. I know. I thought that. <laughs> um, and then this week coming up, so you're hearing this on the Monday, but I'm going to fucking London Town. <gasps> Where oh. next week? Yeah. Um, some The the workshop we were supposed to be going to, uh, the woman's decided she's going on holiday now, so she's cancelled it. We've had to have what? a refund. Cool. What a cunt. So, uh, yeah, we're off to go see Six the Musical, and then on the oh, Saturday, we're going to go watch And Juliet. Oh, oh, that's got all the Britney tunes in, Anna. You'll be you'll be obsessed. I can't wait. So, yeah, I'm doing that. I'm off to go see a couple of shows at the weekend. Beautiful. Um, yeah, and I'll be around in London, so London Queens, hey. Hit me up. <laughs> hey, London. Hey, London. What's good? <laughs> um, what am I doing this week? I am... Um, I'm taking it easy. Yeah, Lady Elijah, you. Uh, so thanks for listening to the show. Get in contact with us at Gossip Days Pod on all social media. If you've got a letter, you can email us, GossipDaysPod at gmail.com. GossipDaysPod at gmail.com. And we'll see you same time, same place, same same way of listening next week. And we'll see you um, same time, same place, same way of listening next week. Two seconds. Two seconds. We have got merch available. We've got merch available. Where can they get it? Where can they get it? They can get it from you better merch. You betamerch.co.uk You can get tote bags Mugs The mugs, the mugs are actually oh. my favourite Because we've had a sample of everything um, I would highly recommend the mugs for your office Just like when you're <laughs> at the buffet darling I love a sample of everything uh, The tote bags are cool as well Tote bags, t-shirts, hoodies mm-hmm. You name it and you can put our logo on it darling You can have it You can even turn the tote bag into a pillow if you want I've seen some crafty queens oh, wow. Who fill the tote bags with a pillow stuff And cut the handles off and sew it up Voila, you've got yourselves a gossip gaze pillar. Oh, wow. Well, it's on your bed sheets. Gorgeous. Fabulous. The gossip gaze. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. United Kingdom, 12 points. Finally, 12 points to the United Kingdom. 12 points go to the United Kingdom. Apologies for interrupting your podcast, but we wanted to tell you about our show that we think you might enjoy. We're Rob and James, the hosts of the Eurotrip, the world's favourite Eurovision podcast. Join us every week as we build up to this year's contest in Malmö in Sweden. We'll be chatting to the artists, the fans and the people behind the world's biggest TV spectacular. And here's a taste of what you can expect. If the BBC rang you, Petra... 
to come and host a, a show. Would you do it? Mm-hmm. In a heartbeat. I mean, our ambition is to win and for it to be another watershed moment for Eurovision for the UK. Queen Lorene, hey. Eurovision winner. Hey. Did you ever think you would be back here again? I get goosebumps. No way! Just search The Euro Trip wherever you listen to podcasts.